You're about to embark on a journey through the written word of God on subjects that deal with the day. This is Brothers Just Searching. How you doing everyone and welcome to the second episode of Brothers Just Searching. I am glad you're here with us as we go ahead and dive in closer, uh, more in-depth into our statement of faith. I am Isaac. I'm with Brother Daniel and Brother Anthony here tonight. We are very excited to get into these two topics. A recap of what we did last week. Uh, we went ahead and talked about the Bible, the, uh, the reason why the Bible is here and why a believer should read it, follow it, and let it just convict you when it's time to be when it's needing conviction uh, we also talked about the trinity and the three persons uh the father son and holy spirit they're one god and manifesting the three and we talked about each one's purpose on this earth and why they're here so tonight we're going to go ahead and dig we're going to try to get into two more topics uh the first we're going to go into salvation then we're going to go into we're going to try to go into more of the baptism of the Holy Spirit into a believer and why it's important for a believer to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. But before we go on, I want to invite y'all to go like our Brothers Just Searching Facebook page. Um, you can all, we, we, what we do, we go ahead and we put the podcast on there so you can go listen to it. We are on Apple, Google, Spotify, and Anchor, and we're on a couple of other podcast providers um also we want to promote our home church new beginning fellowship church in brobridge louisiana if you're in the brobridge louisiana area and don't have a home church come check us out uh we preach jesus christ and him crucified and we believe that our church is like a family and we just come together and we just encourage each other every sunday and wednesday sunday morning at 10 30 and on wednesday nights at seven right Seven six thirty. Six thirty. So we go ahead and we invite y'all there. Um, also, we uh, we're just not podcasters. Uh, brother Daniel's an associate pastor at the church at New Beginnings, and my brother um, is a two-time book author. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, his uh, latest book just came out. Uh, the, the New Kingdom. The New Kingdom. Uh, go check that out on Amazon. Uh, just type in Anthony Hayes and the New Kingdom. And it will show you how you can purchase a copy of that. We're trying to promote that book. I started reading it. It's uh, very entertaining. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a fictional, you know, story. It's like a parable. So, Amen. So Amen. that's what we, we're going on. And uh, God just been blessing us. Um, this week, the podcast has, it, it hasn't went viral. <laughs> but I'm surprised of the results that we're getting. And people are encouraged are encouraged by listening to it. So we're excited that the Lord allowed us to do this so we're we're just ready for whatever the lord has in store for us um yesterday's service was a great service and um brother dan you were supposed to preach but the spirit of god had other plans amen to to god be the glory and the mistakes are mine <laughs> <laughs> amen well we're gonna go ahead and start off our top uh one of two topics for tonight we're gonna go ahead and start uh about our salvation like i said last week Believers should have core beliefs in what they stand on. And that's a few of these topics are our core beliefs. And we want to go ahead and let y'all know about it uh, from the jump of what we believe and that y'all can be edified. So we're going to go ahead and turn it over to Brother uh, Daniel. And we're going to start our conversation on salvation. 
Well, praise the Lord. Tonight's topic we're going to start with first is going to be dealing with salvation. Amen. And that's a good topic to start out tonight. Amen. 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 And that's the reason why we're all here together, my brothers, because we've been saved by grace. You know, Amen. we've been saved by the blood of the Lamb. And um, we just want to get into the Word a little bit just to let people know, you know, what so this salvation is all about. It's, it's sad to say in the day that we're living now that the gospel is not really being presented correctly in even our churches. You know, salvation message is being omitted just about or mm -hmm. it's downplayed. It's not, you know, it's not being emphasized enough, you know. How are people supposed to know who Jesus Christ is if, if he's not presented in the messages and how to get saved, you know what I mean? So praise God. So we like to go to the book of Romans, amen. <clears throat> the tenth chapter, starting at verse nine, and we all we all know these scriptures, but we want to we want to use the word, amen. We want to use the word. Amen. Praise God. And it says, it says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Praise God. And it says verse eleven, for the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed, for there is no difference between them. Boy, I'm going deep, huh? The Jews <laughs> and, the, and the Greek, and for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Here's another key verse. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Shall be saved. Amen. Amen. So we see here that the gospel has been uh, simplified by the Lord. It's awesome. It's designed to a point where even a five-year-old could understand if they have, you know, if, or if their intellect is developed and they can understand the gospel, mm. that even they can get saved. So, you know, it's so awesome how God has just made it really simple, but yet so powerful. Any yeah. input? Amen. Well, this is the thing about salvation is that Christ came down to earth. And this is important to people got to realize salvation is not cheap. It came at a cost. Jesus came. He died. I mean, if you ever studied the crucifixion, I mean, it was one of the horrible deaths that anybody other than getting burnt. That was one of the horrible deaths you can ever die. And if you ever take time to have a study about how a victim would die, it was horrible. And Christ did all that because He loved His creation. It is like if you were making a car, you put your heart into that car, you made that car, you made the body. I mean, it's your creation. You loved it. You put your heart into it. Same thing Jesus did with us when He created us, Adam and Eve and us. We're His creation, and He 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 went to a lot to make sure His creation could get to heaven. Praise God. You think we could just go, let, let's go back a little bit in time. Mm -hmm. right, we've already set the foundation how mm -hmm. we can be saved. Mm -hmm. But can we just deal with, you know, like, let's go from Genesis coming back up towards mm -hmm. this for the New Testament. Uh -huh. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, that's no problem. Well, go ahead. Take because, it away. We're studying. I mean, the first thing that, you know, uh, we see in, in the garden is what happened with man. They fell. You know, the serpent came yes, in, mm -hmm. deceived and twisted the word of God a little bit. Eve first, then Adam fell. But then later on, you see the Lord as He brings, you know, He has to bring judgment against sin, you know. Yep. His, he has been, um, His commandment has been broken, amen. What He said, they disobeyed, so they have to face the consequences of that. But we also know that that the Lord also prophesied about their coming Redeemer. So, you know, mm. so right at the beginning, right. even with the fall, God, God is already showing His beloved creation a way of hope and salvation. I mean, that's his mercy and his love for us. So praise God. So that first prophecy mm -hmm. in the garden, yeah. you know, set the tone. And we know that obviously the Lord himself taught Adam and Eve how to do the, the sacrificial sacrifice. Amen. Mm -hmm. Remember, he had to kill an innocent animal. We, we believe that it's the lamb. Mm -hmm. It didn't say that I believe in the word, but we believe it's the lamb. 
Amen. That mm-hmm. he had to sacrifice. Why? To cover their sin. Remember, they had That's to be right, covered because yeah. they were naked. So he had to clothe them with the skin mm-hmm. of the animal. So here we have a type of Christ. Of what he did, he would be doing in Calvary. So this is a future tense, right? Because this is back in then that time. So, you know, you start seeing this this message go out through the whole Old Testament of the Lord preparing His people because He loves us. Mm-hmm. He loves us even in all these old covenants that was going on. Every time the covenants were to bring us closer to God, you know, mm-hmm. and the Lord, He has all foreknowledge. We all know that, you know, He's the mm-hmm. same yesterday, today, forevermore. But He's always going that extra mile trying to to redeem mankind. And we, we I mean, how many yeah. types of shadows do we have in well, the Old Testament? I was just thinking about the Book of Leviticus when you when you study the Book of Leviticus and you're reading all the sacrificial ritual, even in Deuteronomy, you look at it and you. When you, especially a new believer, when you're looking like, what does this mean? Mm-hmm. But when you put the mind of Christ into mm-hmm. these, uh, the Passover, I'm just going to use in the book of Exodus, That's Passover good. is a mm-hmm. prime example mm-hmm. of what Jesus did for us mm-hmm. when they had to kill the lamb and pass it over the mm-hmm. door mm-hmm. because Amen. death would enter into that house unless it had, if blood. it didn't have the blood. Mm-hmm. So in the book of Exodus, I just quoted Leviticus, uh, the two turtle doves. You have Deuteronomies and the numbers, all these things. If you keep the if you keep your mind focused on Jesus and remind yourself this is talking about Jesus, those those rituals make perfect sense of what the Lord did. He 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 wanted to let us he wanted especially children of Israel to know look, there's someone coming. Mm-hmm. He's gonna die a painful death mm-hmm. and he's gonna save you. You just gotta accept that gift mm-hmm. or reject it. Now um, we benefit from Israel not accepting the Messiah because we get we have the gift of salvation now. But what is amazing, Jesus does not put it. Oh, y'all, I, y'all forsook me. I'm just gonna go to the Gentiles. He said, No, both of y'all can take mm-hmm. this gift mm-hmm. and have my life inside of you. Praise God. I mean, Amen. And this is the thing about people gotta realize. The whole Bible is easy to understand. People say, well, the Bible is so hard to understand. No, it's not. It's simply telling you what's coming. This is, this is how I look at the Old Testament. It's kind of like you're watching a football game. You have the cheerleaders out there. They're hyping up the people. They're getting people ready to what is coming. The football players that are about to play the big game. This is how the Old Testament is. They're getting you ready. And Jesus comes with his team, kind of speaking. So that's what the, that's what the Bible is all about. It's not hard to understand. God set up the Jewish people to bring into the Messiah. So you that's all the Bible is. It's not hard at all. I was all. thinking I was thinking about uh Abraham today. Mm-hmm. And about about how Abraham, you know, took his son Isaac up mm-hmm. there. There's another mm-hmm. podcast I'm listening to there focusing on Abraham and the sacrifice that he did. Mm-hmm. But we mentioned it last week, the ram. The ram that ram was me- mm-hmm. representing Christ. Mm-hmm. Isaac represented the world. Mm-hmm. Because we should have been on that side. We should have mm-hmm. been on that altar. That That's was right. our cross. You mm-hmm. mentioned earlier about the pain that Christ mm-hmm. felt. Mm-hmm. Uh read a uh an article the other day that was talking about the crucifix that they believe you have some people that believe it went to the hand or to the wrist. Mm-hmm. When they went to, they said they believe it went to the wrist because the wrist in that tendency they have tendons that feel and when they were pulling, it was pulling them tendons, it would give them pain. Mm-hmm. So when they would put the nail in between the feet and it would their gravity would pull on that victim, the pain the pain from the nail was like ripping their skin. 
just mm. that little example of Christ's love for us shows us that we should have took that. That's how much sin is bad. It's bad. Mm-hmm. It had to take a perfect lamb to sacrifice himself, hey. and that was our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. In the book of Romans, uh, the 17th chapter, we mentioned it last week, the 10th chapter, um, verse 17 says, So faith come by hearing, and hearing through the word of God, and rolling. When you look at the scripture, it's between the gospel. He just, I mean, Paul just spoke about the gospel. You know, got to send out a preacher to let the people know. You know, so when faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God, it's speaking about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. It's all embedded right in there. I mean, it's also speaking the whole word of God. But what we've said it last week too, what is the theme of the Bible? Right. You know, we know that it's Jesus Christ and Him crucified. So, you know, throughout the the Old Testament, you know, faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The majority of the times, they never had any scrolls or no. the, the word written down. They had yeah. to hear it by faith and that's believe right. that. You know? That's right. That's why, like with Moses and Jacob and Isaac and all them, Abraham had them staffs, and they would write on their staff. They would mm-hmm. write important dates of history for their family tree. So wow. you know, so there's a part there in Hebrews chapter eleven. Where I was saying, I think it was Jacob that was leaning upon his mm-hmm. his staff, and to me, that symbolizes the cross of Christ. You know, he's mm-hmm. leaning, up, he's leaning upon the promises that you know, and back in their day, that the Redeemer has not yet come but he's believing in that promise he's coming i admire i'll be honest you you know we can really pick on the children of israel in the old testament but i admire the faith of those that understood the revelation of Mm -hmm. the redeemer that was coming and their faith was you know hebrews chapter 11 Mm -hmm. abraham it was counted righteousness for abraham by faith and like i said i was thinking of that today i believe it was today or yesterday i was thinking about abraham and about you know, he had faith. I believe the Lord showed him mm-hmm. that this is why you're doing the sacrifice. God God just didn't tell Abraham, hey, look, go kill that lamb. And when he said, why, Lord? Oh, that's a that's a ritual that I have uh, for future. Mm-hmm. You don't need to know that. Mm-hmm. I believe God showed Abraham. That's why it was counted for him. The righteous realized, look, yeah, I'm not putting my faith in this lamb. Come on. This is a rich one. I'm putting my faith in a coming Messiah. Right. And I believe that's why they call it Abraham's bosom. And uh, Luke chapter 11, when it talks about the rich man and the beggar, mm-hmm. he saw him in Abraham's bosom. That was paradise. But at the same time, why call it Abraham's bosom? Because that's Abraham had his faith in the coming Messiah. Mm. And that's where he found his rest from. And like I said, you, you don't think about that when you're just reading, but when you start, when the Lord starts showing, wow, yeah. why did Abraham have rest? Mm-hmm. That's why it was called Abraham's bosom, because it was the rest that Abraham had in Jesus Christ, that he was coming to set them free. Amen. Abraham, it said Abraham believed God and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. Mm-hmm. And so when the Lord promised him that seed, it was really speaking not only of Isaac, but overall our Lord, Savior yep. Jesus Christ. But the phenomenal <laughs> thing about it too, when he starts talking about the multitude of the stars and the the sands of the sea is speaking about us too. That yep. We're going to partake mm-hmm. of this, right. you know, the right. great salvation. So, man, mm-hmm. it's so unique how we can find so much patterns and, and so much proof in the Old Testament mm-hmm. that the coming Redeemer was going to come one day. I believe David even had a personal, you know, revelation. Mm-hmm. He, uh, I believe it was him that wrote Psalms 22 when he says, my God, my God, why has thou forsaken, forsaken me? me? And, and it's funny that mm-hmm. Abraham and Isaac being sacrificed in the same numbers, mm-hmm. you know, the twenty second chapter of Genesis. So, mm-hmm. so I like I like I, I'm I'm not a numerologist. <laughs> Don't start yeah, thinking all yeah, these guys yeah, are yeah, weird. Yeah, but no, yeah. just God's word. You know, He is He's He's God is a perfect God. He likes to do things in order. When you just look in the Word, there's there's so much order there. 
-hmm. all these prophecies about the Lord Jesus Christ, what he came to do for us. So it, it's phenomenal. What's the first thing that Noah did when he got off that ark? He offered sacrifice. up a sacrifice. What did Abraham do? Yep. He offered sacrifice. up a sacrifice. You know what? What? What's so? What's so important about the sacrifice? Yeah. What does it symbolize? Mm -hmm. You know. So well, we can even go. You just you said um, David. I mentioned Abraham. You mm -hmm. mentioned Moses. We knew Moses had experience. But you remember when the serpents, the fiery serpents, came biting the children That's of Israel and was killing mm -hmm. them? Mm -hmm. What did God tell him to do? He said, to put, put an iron, uh, iron snake on a rod. Mm -hmm. And they had to look to that snake and the venom would go away. That He was showing Israel what he would do. That was the cross. Exactly. That was the cross. That was a representation of what Jesus would do when we come to Jesus for our salvation. We trust in him. We ask him into our heart, as Romans 10, 9 and 10 said. We look to him. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. Yeah. We are saved and we are healed. It's not from physical troubles, mental troubles, spiritual troubles, all those things that we have inside mm -hmm. of us. If we just look to Jesus and apply what he did on the cross for us, we're safe. We we have a victorious life through him. Now, will we have troubles? Yeah, we're going to have trials and tribulations. Yeah. But our rest is in the one that died on the cross and rose again from the grave. And the thing is, one thing that when Noah, we're talking about the, 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 the sacrifices, when Noah got off the ark, the Bible said when he when he killed the, the lamb or whatever he killed, and he went up to God, God said it was a, it was a great smell to God. It was a sweet savor. Mm -hmm. So that shows you that's the only thing Christ or God looks for, for salvation. And that's the only thing that pleases him. It's not works. No, it's you not know? works. It, 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 and that, that bothers me. You, Brother Dan, you said it earlier. There's a lot of churches today, they're not bringing the salvation message. And that aggravates me when I hear ministers do that. Mm -hmm. They go ahead and they, they preach a feel-good gospel. And that hurts the gospel because, you know, I mentioned a while back, I have, I know some people that they go to church and they, they say they love the Lord, but their lifestyles don't show it. Why? Because they did not confess and they did not believe. They just went in there and said, oh, I want to change my life without dedicating myself to Jesus okay, or telling on. Jesus, hey, I, I want your sacrifice. I want your blood to cover me mm -hmm. so the angel of death don't catch me. It's just the same thing. I mean, you can even relate that with um, Abraham and Lot. Why was Lot hanging around his nephew? He wanted the blessings, but he didn't want to fully mm. right. commit to the Lord. Hey, I want to clear some, clarify something real quick, if you all don't mind. Yeah, okay. But you brought up about the 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 serpent, the brass being put mm. on a pole. Mm -hmm. And I think we need to clarify this because there's a lot of uh, misunderstanding on this. Right. And, um, mm -hmm. You know, we have to look that, yeah, Moses said to make a serpent out of brass and hang it on a pole. So we have to understand what this means because it does confuse some Christians. How mm. could this be used to symbolize the cross of Christ mm -hmm. if there's a serpent? Right. But well, we that. have to understand mm -hmm. that brass symbolizes humanity. Yep. Mm. Amen. And the serpent, well, we know what he, he symbolizes. Mm -hmm. So what really is going on in this pole, that is the part that is considered the cross. But the brass and the serpent are us, yep. how Christ defeated sin in our life, Amen. and the powers of the devil. Praise God. Amen. So we need to clarify that tonight. Wow. Because yeah. we want to make sure that people understand why that was done. Because look what it did. It saved the people when they looked Amen. at it. He said to look at it. What does that symbolize? That means like us right now in the New Testament, faith. You know, we're looking to the cross. We're looking to what Amen. Jesus did, and we get saved. Amen. So praise wow. God. So okay. I hope you didn't mind, but I wanted to clear that oh, no, fire no. that because oh, it's no. very important awesome. that we, we try to tackle some things that are kind of more complicated. And, uh, you know, it just, it's phenomenal in the Old Testament. You mentioned earlier about 
about the children of Israel in Egypt. And, you know, they had to sacrifice this lamb, take the blood, apply it upon with the hyssop on the top of the doorpost and the two sides. And it's so phenomenal. Why just three sides? Because they were not going to put any of that blood on the ground because it would be like trampling. Mm -hmm. It says in, in the New Testament, the, you know, the Son of God's blood. And so, you know, to God, it symbolized something very precious because he knew what he was going to do when he sent mm-hmm. his son to Calvary. Praise God. Yeah. But the last judgment that was brought against Pharaoh and the children of Israel was the blood symbolizing that's how God was going to deliver the children of Israel and also showing how he's going to deliver all of us overall. New Testament, Old Testament saints all together in one through the blood of the Lamb. And it shows you, like when it happened in the book of Exodus, it shows you when you don't you don't have the blood. Look at the, the Egyptians, how they suffer because they didn't have the blood. Yeah. So that's important why you should have the blood in your life, in your home, and you know, in your community. You know, you know some of them even got went in the home. They believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they it, it speaks uh, not just a little bit, not not too much in the word, but it does say some Egyptians jumped the boat and said, "Hey, I want to get on the winning team." <laughs> and that, and that would show. Wow. That would show yeah. to a lot of people. Yeah. Of. The Lord showing. Look, they had nine. I think they had nine plagues total. That was the tenth plague. Yeah, mm-hmm. If you saw nine plagues happen before, and then Moses goes tells you, "Hey, if you don't put <laughs> this blood over your door, yeah, y'all gonna lose your door." And so, like you said, a, a lot of people are like, hey, "Oh, God shows a sign," and God said, "I'm giving y'all nine of them." The yeah. tenth one's gonna be the worst of all. What do you want? You want to come <laughs> to me now, or you want to go ahead and wait for the tenth? Uh-huh. Yeah. And right. that that's scary because a lot of people say, "Well, I'll, I'll, I'll wait on the tent. It can't be yeah. that bad." Uh, so it's phenomenal. I mean, you just keep going yeah. through the through the Old Testament. You know, all these symbols and types of Christ. We finally get uh, children of Israel come out of Egypt. Now they're in the desert. Now the Lord is telling Moses how he wants them to construct the tabernacle. Amen. So here we mm-hmm. go. We're getting a little bit closer, a little bit more churchy. Now. Yes. <laughs> you know, we're out of Egypt, so we're in the wilderness. So we need, you know, we need yeah. to be led. Yeah. So I mean, well, they need to be led. So that's that's what happened. You start seeing all the furniture and the articles and all every every part of it represents yep. the salvation of man. That's what right. Christ did for us. So it's phenomenal when you go to the Old Testament and you start looking of all the things that, that the believers in that time had to do. It was extremely uh, a lot of time. I, I mean, it wasn't something you just went through a McDonald's drive through. It mm-hmm. took time to you know to erect this tabernacle and then plus to be forgiven of sins, you had to literally bring an animal into the priest so they could offer up the sin for you. you know? Wow. Sin offering for your sins. So you go on, and then you go on, and then from that point, as God has given his promise from Abraham through the children of Israel, Isaac and Jacob, and then we started coming with Joshua, you know, conquering the land, and you get to the point where now it's time to, you know, to bring in a king and have this nation finally fully bloom because the Lord said so. You know, then they were able to, after David's time, through Solomon, erect a you know, the bigger the, the temple. So you keep seeing this pattern growing and growing and growing. And you could see that all this time, God's desire has always been he wants to dwell with his Amen. people. That's right. That's right. You know, we, we really need to take a moment to see yeah. how how precious mm-hmm. the Lord's blood is. You know? mm-hmm. That's right. And sometimes, you know, sometimes we take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. And we, we got to go back and say, man, Lord, you paid, you know, such a price for us. To save us. I mean, what he went through was powerful. And, you know, and I, I tell people all, all the time, if you really want to know God's love, you need to look what Christ did at Calvary. Yeah. You need to read the word for yourself and see the price that he paid for you. He went He went through all of it for you. And so I'm telling you, there's no other. And I, and I hate to use this word, but I'm just going to throw it out there. So mm-hmm. it's a worldview. So somehow some people don't know about Christianity can connect right now. But it's it's the only religion in the world 
Yep. That gives you hope. That's right. It gives mm-hmm. you relationship with God. So we can just continue. I'm just trying to bring it up. Well, and, and yeah. you know, we mentioned mm-hmm. it last week when we was talking about Jesus in the Trinity. Mm-hmm. When God turned his face and the, the veil was ripped from top to bottom, if you read about the temple and on. the tabernacle, there was a veil in front of the Ark of the Covenant. Mm-hmm. No one could go behind there except one time a year, and that was the high priest. Come on. And that high priest was a symbolism of Jesus Christ. That's right. When Christ said, it is finished, and he gave up the ghost, and when God ripped that from top to bottom, he was telling people, you can come, I can dwell in you now. You can come fully Mm -hmm. into my grace. You don't have to worry about the... The, the the failures of the pastor, you have to have a perfect lamb. My perfect lamb was sacrificed. Mm-hmm. He has been, he, the price is paid. You can come fully unto the throne room of God, as the Bible mm-hmm. says. That's why, and when you said that, it, that's the first thing I thought of, the veil ripping. Mm-hmm. The high priest didn't have to go back there for nobody no more. It was Jesus that we looked to, and we can go fully into the throne room of God now. And another thing, too, back then, what they would do is when they take a lamb or a bull, whatever, they would actually tell, the priest would tell the people, put your sins onto the animal. You have to put your hand uh-huh. on the head. Remember that movie we saw, The Nectivity? Mm-hmm. Uh, when, when, uh, when one of those men, he had a bull, and they said, put your sins onto the bull. So that's what happened. That was a symbol of what Christ was going to do. He was going to take the sins upon himself. So all that was symbology of all what was to come. Christ was going to put the sin upon himself. That's why Christ had to, that's why God had to turn away his face from part of the cross because his sin was so bad. Amen. So he took, all those things are a symbol of what Christ would do. Amen. Yeah. So we start coming towards the, the New Testament, if you don't mind. And mm-hmm. we know. We know uh, the miraculous that happened for Jesus Christ to come into this world to be manifested. You know, he was literally put in the room, uh, the womb of, um, of Mary, and uh, by the Holy Spirit, was able to be birthed. You know, mm-hmm. into this world. So joy to this world. You know, that the Lord has come. I mean, that's a phenomenal thing. Yeah. How the Lord orchestrated to bring His Son into this world. Who else could could come up with a plan like that? Mm. Or our Lord's not even contaminated with the humankind, humanity's right. sin. Amen. Right. Yeah. That's phenomenal. So he comes in, he's born, amen. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, you talk about, uh, you talk about heaven opening up again. Well, it uh-huh. opened up big time when the right. Son of God was able to come into this world mm. and be born. But uh, we know the story. He was, you know, the enemy tried to kill him at even at that time. They destroyed many, many babies looking for him. And that's just the way the enemy works. But God will have his his will done and his son protected. And it's funny that of all places, he's his son is sent back to to Egypt to be mm-hmm. protected from then he comes back right. in this time. So um we know that he was raised, you know, by his by his um we're gonna say stepfather, amen. Mm-hmm. That's right. We gotta make sure we gotta make that distinction with Joseph, amen. And um, we know that he was a carpenter, and he was raised. And then there was, there was a time that it was time for him to start fulfilling the calling in his life. That's right. And so we know what happened at that point. He started fulfilling that uh, calling by going to John the Baptist and being baptized in the water mm-hmm. to start, you know, his ministry. And then plus the forty days and forty nights of fasting. And then, <laughs> praise God. 
Mm-hmm. He's ready for ministry. This is the moment that he wanted. I just want to read something real quick, then I'll let somebody take over. Oh, yeah. But this is mm-hmm. one of the things that he said after beginning in his ministry to the Lord Jesus Christ. It's found in Mark chapter 1, verse 15. And this is the gospel embedded all together. Just this little verse tells you his heart. It says, and saying, this is what Jesus said, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. Amen. Amen. Simple as that. Yeah. Uh huh. Simple Praise as that. God. Oh, hallelujah. The first thing the Lord says, the same thing John the Baptist said, right? Was yep. the word repent. That's right. So praise God. Oh, man. And that, that was his whole, you know, going through the whole testament, talking about symbolism. When he came here, that was his, his mission to come. A lot of people wonder, well, why didn't he just come and die? And it could have been, well, Unfortunately, human beings look for signs and wonders. He didn't have to prove he was God, Mm-mm. but he did it to show us. Look, look how powerful I am. Come on, mm-hmm. and look how look I'm. I'm healing the sick, raising the dead. But I believe the most the most impressive miracle was him dying. Mm-hmm. Yes, then putting him in a grave. But in three days, he rose again from the grave. Oh, yes, definitely. And that's why I tell a lot of people mm-hmm. when, when they ask me what you believe, I say Jesus Christ and him crucified, mm-hmm. but I also preach his death, burial, and resurrection because at his death, he defeated Satan. And while he was in the grave, he defeated oh. hell. Mm-hmm. And when he rose again, he said, he took the last enemy, death, I beat you. All three of them. Mm-hmm. All three of them that's in awesome. one shot. Mm-hmm. That is, that is, that and is that was, awesome. And brother. that was all done. I'm going to make a statement. That, and it took me a while to understand this, mm-hmm. but when I finally realized it, you know, and I, credit to my dad, me and me and Anthony's dad, we 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 talk all the time, and there's some great <laughs> things. But then you know, he, yeah. and he told me that one time I was talking about the resurrection. I said, "Well, Paul said that we don't believe in the resurrection, or he's the resurrection is in vain." He said, "Yeah, but the cross, because of the cross, that's why the resurrection happened." Mm-hmm. And I finally realized be, the reason he rose again and he could defeat Satan and hell is because he said it is finished, mm-hmm. and he died a perfect lamb. Mm. Oh, yeah. And fulfilled everything for the law. Amen. We have to believe that he was born. Amen. Amen. In mm-hmm. the flesh, we have to believe that he lived a perfect life. It was sinless. Amen. Mm-hmm. We have to believe that he died for our sins, was buried and resurrected. And we have to believe that he's coming back. Amen. Amen. So, That's but right. everything, you're right, my brother. Everything is, everything orbits around the cross of Christ and what Amen. he did at Calvary. So I think we really need to emphasize, um, how bad sin is. It's hard yeah. to describe, really. Mm-hmm. We can't really describe it. But when we look at humanity, like like the Lord delivered me from drugs, it's been almost 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I could think of my own life, how my life was just degrading. Oh, you know, when you think I couldn't go any lower, I was going lower. And that's all sin can do to humanity. Mm-hmm. That's the power of sin. All it can do is just suck them down. They're never, they're never able to get up and stand on their own two feet because we were. it was never intended for us to be like that. On this side of the garden, amen. That's right. After perfection, and, and a lot of and a lot yeah. of people look at this because I say I was thinking of that today. You know, churches today they want to preach Jesus Christ's love. Jesus Christ wants to save you. Jesus Christ, what he wants to save us from. Come on, mm-hmm. the church got away from that. Mm-hmm. Okay, well it's from our sins. Granted, yeah, he did come to take our sins away. But it was also the sparrows from hell's fire. Exactly. And see, you don't hear that from the church today. You don't hear that about hell. They don't want to bring that up. Because that might scare people. 
Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes we need a good scare to get us mm-hmm. on the right path. And it reminds me of that uh, that show, Beyond Scare Straight, that yeah. they take these kids and they say, look, y'all want to live like this in prison? They show them convicts and everything. And, you know, a lot of people don't realize that they want to scare these kids straight. But pastors and pastors probably say, well, that's a good program. They put these kids on the right path. But they don't want to do that in their own church, talking about Jesus Christ and the, go- the gospel. Mm-hmm. Good news. Mm-hmm. Look, we... Because of sin, we were doomed mm-hmm. to everlasting punishment and separation from God. Mm-hmm. But because of the cross and what Jesus Christ did on the cross, that made a way for us to be scared straight and say, look, we're going to go to Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And we're going to, you know, I don't want us to be separated from, from him. Mm-hmm. You, you don't want to go to hell. So you say, look, I want, let, me, let me go accept Jesus Christ. And that's what a lot of people don't preach today. They don't preach the blood. They don't mm-hmm. preach hell because mm-hmm. it might offend people. Mm-hmm. Well, Jesus said, I come to offend a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> I came to bring a sword, he, he said, said at one point. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, yeah. what, that's, what, that's what churches today don't preach the full gospel. They, all they want to say is Jesus loves you and Jesus wants to save you. Mm-hmm. But that, they're not telling people what Jesus saved you from is sin mm-hmm. and hell. Well, it's just like a lot of your movies today, like a lot of like biblical shows, quote, coming up. A lot of them, they show Jesus as smiling all the time. Jesus is like, well, he's like more of a babysitter kind of type thing. And they don't realize, yeah, Jesus was loved. Jesus, but he also corrected. I mean, he took a whip. Think about it. He took a whip and he, he said, you make him a house, a, a merchandise. You don't think he was too happy when he was doing that. He was righteously angered. So that part, they don't want to talk about that part. Well, yeah, Jesus only love and gentleness. He was never angry. He was angry. Read your Bible. They'll quote, they'll quote John chapter 1 <laughs> yeah. and John chapter 3 in the first part of John mm-hmm. chapter 2. But they won't go to John chapter 2 in mm-hmm. the latter part when mm-hmm. he took a whip <laughs> and he drove out everybody that was selling <laughs> yeah. in the church. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. He came to clean house. Amen. <laughs> he came to put us back in the right order, man. And the steps back to God. So um, I'm going to say it. I, I'm whatever, you know. But I mean, the pictures that we see now and the type of Jesus we see on the movies. It really just it, it it boils my blood sometimes. Yeah, I, I get upset yeah, because you know yeah. this feminizing of my Lord and Savior is a lie from the pits of hell. All right. Yes, sir. All right, mm-hmm. Jesus. Oh my Lord, he was he was courageous and he was bold. Mm-hmm. All right, he wasn't the sissified what you see on Hollywood, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, this and that. Mm-hmm. That's not him. That's not that. That's a lie from the pits of hell. Go read the. The Bible for yourself, and you'll see who he is, his true character. Mm-hmm. He was gentle yet to those that repented. But when it came to the religious sect and the enemy, mm-hmm. especially the enemy, demons and all that, he was very bold yes, and very, you know, confrontive. And that's some things that people, they just can't believe that. Right. So well, uh, when I look at the pictures, I'm like, oh, my Lord. <laughs> <laughs> what they going the, the only record of Jesus' physical side was done by Josephus, and I heard this a few years ago, and it was uh, Pastor Mike, when we was under Brother Mike, he went ahead and read it, and Jesus was a stocky guy, according to Josephus. Now, now, this is a historical back, you know, Josephus, one of the greatest historians out there, and a lot of people, like you said, they look at it, and they, they always have a debate of whether, oh, Jesus was... Asian, Jesus was this, Jesus was that, and they look, I don't care what he was, he yeah. saved me from from hell, he right. saved me from my sins, but you go to a point where, like you said, Hollywood 
you know, makes him makes him like um a feminist side. And yeah. look, we even seen that from Netflix right now. Netflix is coming yeah. out with and yeah. I just made brother Daniel's bulb <laughs> blood bulb. <laughs> but they they're making Jesus out to be homosexual and stuff and it's totally against the God. This is watering down Mm-hmm. The gospel. Now I'm gonna bring out a point. Remember, Jesus said there'll be itchy ears. Mm-hmm. These people are not looking for the gospel. They're they want to be they want to be tickled. They want to hear what they want to hear. Right. Look, mm-hmm. we even got to the point to where people are accepting this lifestyle, and churches are splitting over it, and it's, it's wrong. We're gonna get into that later on, mm-hmm. but you know, it, it does bother me when I see. Mm-hmm. Networks or television shows or things portray the Lord as all loving, and He is, like you said, He's mm-hmm. all loving. But at the same time, He came with a purpose to save, and He was not. When He talked to the religious leaders, He was not all oh, stop it. He was bold. <laughs> he Wait. told them, "You're a den of vipers." Yeah, right. They tried to throw him off a cliff. Right, exactly. And he was able to walk past him by the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So we see, you know, we're not trying to. Get anyone to hate anybody, or don't don't get me wrong. That I'm just saying, just how they tried to uh, mm-hmm. uh, mar the character of Jesus. It's not. That's not who he was. The Bible says there was not even any comeliness in him. In other words, he didn't look good looking. He just looked like a natural man, mm-hmm. like anyone. Yeah. And so you know what? So I'm a, I'm gonna be bold. There, there's uh, you got the Hispanic Jesus, you got the European Jesus, you got the <laughs> Japanese. No, he was Middle East, Eastern. All right. So he if he was Jew. To the bloodline, mm-hmm. he's gonna more likely have like olive skin, you know, so it's gonna be a little bit mm-hmm. darker. So, you know, we can go somewhere in that route right, right. there. I believe that his hair was not as long as uh, no. boy, I should I say it or not? Yeah, I'm gonna be bold tonight than Bon Jovi <laughs> or someone, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but I believe it was shorter right. than that, and that's right. my own belief. Uh, you heard me quote that, that's my own belief on that, but um. Anyways, uh. <laughs> <laughs> this is the episode two, y'all. We already we already stepping on toes. I'm sure we're gonna get some emails and whatever, but I love you. Okay, I love you all out there in, in, in uh, social media land. But uh, let's let's go on. I mean, really seriously, uh, his mission was to come in here, fulfill mm-hmm. what needed to be done, mm-hmm. because none of us could do it. None of us could walk. All have fallen short of the glory of God. All have sinned. You know, all of us. And he came and he lived a perfect life and nailed that law, nailed everything to the cross, to his oh, cross, yeah. to make it personal. So, you know, the power of sin I was saying earlier, I mean, we can look at some of the people as examples in the Old Testament that that just, they vanished. That's it. They were done. Lot's wife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Her heart was towards Sodom. You know, mm-hmm. And she perished. It's sad to say um, Saul and his son, Jonathan. Oh, how the mighty have fallen, remember? And David cried over that. And you got so many people so close to the Lord, and yet yeah, at that moment, you know, just for some whatever reason, we whatever can, was going to their heart. We can't even go into the New Testament. Look at Judas yeah. Iscariot. Yeah. Now, look, a lot of people look at Judas as he was an angry, you know, bitterness man. I honestly believe that in the early part of Jesus' ministry, when Jesus asked him to be a disciple, I believe he was on fire for God. Mm-hmm. I believe he loved Jesus Christ with all his heart. Where and he was with Jesus. <laughs> Where did he fall away? He let the cares of this world right. take him down. It shows you the power of sin and the hardness yep. of people's hearts. The hardness of Pharaoh. Can you imagine? You said earlier nine miracles, and he was still hard as a rock. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Jesus goes to his own countrymen. 
in Nazareth and unbelief. Mm. That's the key word right now. Unbelief towards the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm. It's the opposite of faith and believing, mm. unbelief and fear. Mm. And so it shows you how strong, how powerful the power of sin in a person's heart. Yeah. Right. That it took the Lord to come to die for us, literally uh -huh. take our place. Mm -hmm. Because we all know that we deserve death. Yep. Mm -hmm. But yet he came. Not the blood of, of bulls and goats, none yeah, of that, right. all those types yeah. and shadows. Mm -hmm. Here we have the Lamb of God, the, the God-man, mm -hmm. lived Amen. the perfect life, yeah. hanging on that cross, Amen. and saying what you said earlier, my brother. Those famous words will always be echoed throughout eternity. It is it's finished. finished. Hallelujah. And in the Greek, is telestai, means paid in full. Amen. And, and you know, I was just thinking of some watch. He quoted those words. It is finished. Now, I believe you had the religious leaders all right there. Mm -hmm. They were thinking, you know, the, the 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 sky got dark. And, you know, none of them was at the foot of the cross except one person. Mm -hmm. A Roman centurion has truly, First this one. is the son, son of, of God. God. Mm -hmm. Not a Jew, a Gentile. Now, mm -hmm. this man... Did not, I believe, didn't know nothing of Jewish history. He did not know nothing of the, the prophets, the prophets mm -hmm. of the prophecy of Jesus. But he saw it mm -hmm. and he said, wow, this truly was the son of God. It's funny, on, on this, this side of the cross, the thief asked, you know, Lord, remember me when you enter into your kingdom. kingdom. And then on the other side, the first convert was a Roman soldier. That's Roman something. Soldier. That's, <laughs> awesome, huh? That's something. Both yeah. sides, huh? That's man, amazing. God is so good. Amen. I tell you, um, man, we just we really want people to understand, you know, just to get a glimpse of the, what He did at Calvary. I'm it'll break you mm -hmm. if you really want to know the truth and know how much for God so loved the world, He gives only begotten So how much He loves you, it'll break you. Mm -hmm. Yep, it will. You have a revelation of what Christ went through to save mm -hmm. us. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't care how hard your heart is or mm -hmm. you believe in God or you don't. It's going to do something to your spirit, man. Mm -hmm. It's. I mean, the Holy Spirit is going to start dealing with you, and all you can really do is just weep and cry and say, man, Lord, you're right. You know, Let's, let, let's get down to the nitty-gritty. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it know, was our sin yes. that hung yes. him on and, that and cross. That's the, bring, on. It up, bring it up to my next point. You hear a lot of people believing. I was talking to a brother of Christ the other day, and we both agreed on that. Ministers are going out there say Jesus died because you were you were uh, how they say it it's a uh, you you were worth it all the wages of sin and death but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ it was a gift mm -hmm. we didn't we we weren't worth nothing no, no. we were worth hell yeah. Mm -hmm. It wasn't because we were worth something. We didn't have no worth. He loved us. He loved us. He took that punishment on the cross. That's right. Because he loved us. Not because we were worth it. Right. If if the Lord wanted, right when Adam and Eve sinned, he could have blew up the face of the earth and mm -hmm. said, I'm going to restart. I'm going to make these people robots. Mm -hmm. He said that Christ loved us even when we were yet still sinners. Amen. His love reached out. You yeah. know, the, the, I mean, I tell people all the time, I go, you want to see a manifestation of God's love? Look to the cross. Amen. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Look, this is this is proof of God's love mm -hmm. for you. you know, I mean, it, it's phenomenal. We can't, we can't get over this. There's mm -hmm. no way. We can talk about this forever. <laughs> what he did at Calvary. Well, it's our Savior, Brother Daniel. That's, that's, the, that's the thing. You know, um, 
I'm a and look, I'm a big football fan and stuff like that. But you know, a lot of and I don't maybe it's a poor analogy, but you know, a lot of people see these people and they're like, oh my goodness, I gotta go touch him, I gotta go talk to him, mm-hmm. and they they worship these people. And they want to touch him. If they meet him, they, they talk about that for weeks. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But look, this is Jesus. I, he's way more better than an athlete. He's way more better than a minister. He's way more. This is our Lord. And look, we haven't mm-hmm. met him yet. Mm-hmm. But what he did for us at the cross, we like you said, we can, man, if we, we want, we could have do this through 10 podcasts. Mm. Exactly. And yeah. it, just, it, it would never get old. Yeah. It would never get old. You know, I was seeing a commercial one time. It was for a Baptist church and the little girl was coloring. And she said, Jesus love me, this I know. And the mama said, uh, uh, Madison, how much you love Jesus? She put out her arms out. said, this much. And the guy showed the cross. You know how much Jesus love you? That much. Amen. That's a good analogy. <laughs> yeah. Well, mm-hmm. you, and the Bible says that he loves us from the east, from the west. Mm-hmm. And I think Casting Crowns did extremely well on that song from east, from the west. It said, um, how far, um, how how far, far is east, from, from the west, west, from one scarred hand to, to another. another. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, I love hearing you know, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> and Christian music. There's no other better song, hey, man. What is real? Yeah, yeah. Second Corinthians chapter five. We all know this scripture, verse seventeen says, "Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a, a new creature. creature. All, all things, things, things are passed away. away. Behold, all, all things, things become, become new." Amen. So you know what's the benefits when we do get saved? When we do confess with our mm-hmm. mouth and believe in our heart that mm-hmm. God has raised you know Jesus from the dead? What are the benefits when mm-hmm. we're saved? That's right. Our you, sins have been dealt with. Yeah. The old nature is put to death. You won't crucified. think the same. You won't act the same no more. The sin nature is yeah. in, you know, put dormant. Mm-hmm. It's ineffective. All these benefits we get because now we're identifying ourselves with Christ Jesus. Wow. And it's funny It's funny how when someone comes to Jesus. I was raised in church. Anthony, mm-hmm. you was raised in church. Mm-hmm. Brother Dan, you came from, from a background of drugs and alcohol. The first thing you did when you accept Jesus Christ... You put that stuff away. Why? Because Jesus came in. Mm-hmm. He made things new. Mm-hmm. And look, I heard a minister say that one time. He said when he got saved, he didn't read that alcohol was wrong or drinking was wrong. But that was the first thing he took away because he was an alcoholic. And I don't want that. Mm. Because when you're not in the Lord and you're not in Jesus Christ and you're not putting your focus on him and relying on him for salvation, you have to fill that void. That's right. It's um, uh, my childhood is coming back. The donut man, that song that said, "Life without Jesus is like a donut." <laughs> yeah, there's a hole in the middle heart. of your heart, <laughs> <laughs> and the only way to feel it is that donut hole. So you get what I'm saying? That's how we are. You know, you're trying to fill that that hole, that void. That, that mm-hmm. void. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when Jesus comes in and fills it all up, and you say, "Lord, forgive me of my sins. Wash me in your blood. Let me live in you." That void is filled, mm-hmm. and you say, "Well, hold on. What I used to do, I don't want to do no more because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm saved." And that's because you have a love for Jesus. That we we sung it yesterday in church, falling in love with Jesus. Yeah. He becomes our first love. We want to please Him. Who's Brother Renee, we need. You <laughs> <laughs> should have him singing right here. Keyboard the best. Amen. Well, yeah. Amen. I have to confess. As far as the gospel. It's really something that's really, per- I know it's personal for all of us, but for me, um, there's some things that I went through as a young Christian, you know, that 
that were uh, confusing, not understanding, you know what I mean? And that's why I push so hard about when I witness to people about the gospel. Because I want to just share what, what they need to know and just let the Holy Spirit deal with them to understand that. And not have to go through some of the things that I went through. Because really, mm-hmm. I said earlier that um, I've almost had 25 years of um, being sober. But there was a point prior to that, before that, a mm-hmm. year and a half, that there was this big struggle for me. Wow. And the problem is, I just didn't understand, brother. I love the Lord with all my heart. But I just didn't know how to have victory over that thing. Mm-hmm. Finally, you know, the Lord dealt with me and he showed me. Even then as a young Christian, I didn't understand. But now being older over the years, you know, meaning seeing people come to Christ, getting saved, filled with the Holy Spirit and everything, you start understanding. It's like when you barely get saved, mm-hmm. you don't understand what happened to you. I mean, you don't you spiritually you don't know what really happened in the Bible to you. <laughs> you just know that you're saved, amen, by mm-hmm. faith. But then as you start maturing in Christ. You start looking in the Word, you say, oh, that's what mm-hmm. happened to me. So, you know, I just want to emphasize that tonight. That's why we're ruling. It seems like we're taking a little bit longer on this gospel, right. but I, I right. think we really need to set the mark mm-hmm. on this. Too, because yeah. this is how you're going to enter in. He said, I am the door, right? Yeah. No he many said, I answers. am the resurrection, you know, the seven I am's in the book of John, you know, and that proves that he is the son of God, you know, next to his father, praise God. So, um, we have to clarify this with the gospel because there's a lot of uh, misconceptions about it. Uh, what's how it's being presented, or somebody wants to add to it? You know, what I, mean? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I always tell people all the time. I go, uh, the acid test is is who Jesus Christ is to you and what He's done for you. Amen. That's right. And that's why I ask people when they tell me they're a believer. I ask them, them two questions. And by them two questions, I'm going to find out yeah. if they understand the gospel enough to know what it is to really be saved. That's right. Yeah. Well, one of the simple scriptures, one of them in the Bible, was in the book of Acts when the, the when Paul and Silas was put in jail. And they were singing and praising God, and then earthquake came. I believe it was supernatural. I believe that was God. And, it, and the prisons broke, and then the doors were opened, and the prisoner came. He says, man, I'm going to commit suicide. Because back then, those prison guards, if you let a prisoner go, you were killed. So I said, well, the guy's about to take his sword and said, well, I'm going to just soon deal myself right in right now. Paul was like, don't kill yourself. We're all here. And he, he was amazed how they all were there. And then the Bible said he knelt to the ground and says, what I must do to be saved. And this is the simplest scripture in the Bible for anybody who want to be saved. What Paul told him, did Paul say, go to good works or join a church or join a religion? No, he said, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shall be saved. And not just you, but also your house. So if you want to believe in Christ, that's one of the scriptures that tells you it's faith alone and Christ alone. Amen. Exactly. So mm-hmm. it comes to a point that we know that it's repentance first. In other words, we're going to turn from our sins. Mm-hmm. We ask for forgiveness. And then it's believing what he did at Calvary, a two-part mm-hmm. put together, a believing in action and confession you know, of our mouths. And that, that starts a whole other process when you turn from yes. your sins and you start looking to Jesus and saying, Lord, yes. I focus on you. That's where sanctification and justification comes mm-hmm. in, which we're probably going to deal with <laughs> later on. We got, we got so many topics. The Lord, that's where you start saying, Lord, Deal with me. Start showing me. Start sanctifying me. Look, we're not going to be perfect on this world. Even if you, when you mm-hmm. come to Jesus Christ, you're not going to live a perfect life. You will mess up and you will sin. Mm-hmm. And look, I use the problem. Even this old example, I use David. David was a man after God's own heart. Come on. He look. This man wrote half the book of Psalms. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he was in the lineage of Jesus, and but he walked out on a balcony one night and saw a woman. Bathing. bathing. Mm-hmm. This man was uh, God called. God said, "That's the apple of my eye." David. David was a man after God's own heart. I think that's what David was. 
Mm-hmm. And, That's correct. And he fell. Mm-hmm. That just shows us as humans, you know, we we are going to fall. But I always remind it, we have an advocate with the Father, mm-hmm. and that is Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. He is faithful and just to forgive us if we ask him. Amen. We just got to confess and believe. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And we really want to emphasize that at conversion, at salvation, you know, that, you know, what you've done in your past is, is, is you know, it's been it's been washed by the blood of the Lamb. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, there's no better feeling. I remember when I really seriously understood how to surrender my life to Christ, the feeling I had afterwards, I just felt clean. Amen. Amen. Because the background that I came out of, you know, I did a lot of things. That were just, <laughs> you know, you know, you're gonna do stuff when you're just a fool and you're blind by the enemy. And I'm not gonna blame him on everything. I had choices in the matter, but you know, the heart. There's no, there's no limit to what it can do. That's right. To itself or to other people. You know, right. hurt so many people. But I, I just remember when, when the, I just knew, man. I knew that the Lord washed it all away, and I, I was so thankful. I said, man, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Just knowing that Jesus said, I love you, now, mm-hmm. here, I'm giving you a, a second chance. That's right. I mean, to live. Words, really mm-hmm. a first. Amen. <laughs> yeah, you know, th- this new life. But to know mm-hmm. that we can start all over. And we want to encourage anyone out there, if that's how you feel, you know, you're, not, right. you're not saved. Man, God can just change your whole that's world right. around. You just got to go through the process right. of the gospel of Jesus. Yeah. And uh, and when we talk about believing, we're not talking about a head knowledge because anybody can say, "Oh, I believe." Oh, I believe Jesus was a man. He walked on the earth. The believing we're talking about is like I, I use this for example. Like if somebody asks my dad, like me, "Do you know Lanny is your dad?" I say, "Oh yeah." I mean, with no thought in my mind. Oh yeah, my dad is my my dad. But the different faith I'm talking about is like one day I was on this ladder and he held me in the bottom. And he was holding that ladder, and I was walking. I said, Dad, you got this. I said, Boogie, I'm not let you fall. I mean, you're my son. I'll make sure you will not. I'll do everything in my power to make sure you don't fall off that ladder. I had faith and trust, and I cleaned on to my dad to know that he would not let me fall. So that's the faith we're talking about, is that the faith clinging to him, trusting in him. So that's a big difference. So we want to clear that out. Faith has to have an object. Mm-hmm. And our object mm-hmm. is what Christ did at Calvary. Our mm-hmm. man is in that's Jesus right. Christ. Because the world has faith. Oh, yes, sir. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have faith. I just sat on this chair and I have faith now. If it goes mm-hmm. down, it's on me. <laughs> I've had some chairs fall, you yeah. know, kind yeah. of fall apart on me. I'm like, oh, I thought it really worked. But, you know, <laughs> no, so there is a there is a yeah. faith, but that's mm-hmm. all, you know, because what we can see, mm-hmm. you know, but, but, you know, who we can't see and we still believe, no, that's faith. Yes, it sir. takes faith yeah. to believe who Christ is, what he did at Calvary. That's right. Yeah. We didn't witness it. We didn't see it, but we just know in our spirit, bearing by the right. word of God and what the Holy Spirit confirms mm-hmm. in our heart. Yeah, that we are yeah. born again, and He did die at that cross for our sins. Praise That's God. Right. Oh, well, guys, we uh, we ran out of time. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> um, it was good. We're going to go ahead and continue our statement of faith next week. We're going to dive into the Holy Spirit. We were going to plan on doing it tonight, but the the Lord had other plans. Um, we want to just thank y'all again for listening to this podcast. Um, two Cajun boys and a man from California uh, <laughs> talking on a podcast about Jesus Christ. And you might be saying, well, what, what knowledge or what degrees you have? We don't have none. We just, <laughs> we just love Jesus <laughs> and we love sharing his words. You can hear yeah. what we talk about tonight. But yeah. before I look, go, I wanna, I'm reaching out to the audience right now. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, read the book. Come on. Read the Bible. And, you know, we we do some called a sinner's prayer. It's not in the Bible, but it's a good way to, you know, 
to introduce Jesus Christ. If the Lord's tugging on you hard right now, go ahead and get on your hands and knees and say, Lord, forgive me of my sins. Wash me in your blood. Come into my heart and be the Lord of my life. I, I give you control of everything. And then just let the Lord lead you into the prayer and let the Lord start guiding you. Um, if you listen to this and you decide to come to Jesus Christ, again, go on our Facebook page, Brothers Just Searching. Send us a message and let us know we are edified by hearing that. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Um, also, if you're listening to the podcast and you enjoy it, give us a message. Tell us you like it. And look, go ahead and share the podcast. Go ahead and... Subscribe to it on iTunes, Google, go to Spotify and, you know, just start sharing it out. You know that we appreciate it. Um, We just the reason we're doing that is not to get famous. Mm -mm. We're doing it because we want the message what we talked about tonight on this podcast to be spread out through the world. And look, if it just reaches one soul, this whole Mm -hmm. podcast was worth it. Yep. So we want to thank you all again for uh, for coming tonight and listening to us. Uh, We pray that the Lord bless y'all, keep y'all. And next week, get ready. We're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And that's going to be another conversation I can't wait to have. <laughs> yeah. So, guys, you have any last words you want to say? Or I know that we didn't really emphasize, but uh, also the Holy Spirit did, does take a part as far as salvation. He mm-hmm. is the one that convicts yeah. us, reveals the gospel, because it has to be supernatural. Mm-hmm. Only the Spirit of God is able to show us our, um, our wretchedness mm-hmm. and that we're lost and blind. So I like to just emphasize a little bit on that real quick right now. That everyone's saying, hey, you, you know, you missed that spot about, you know, Holy Spirit playing the regeneration. For you out there, the, the Bible scholars, we don't want to. <laughs> <okay. laughs> no, no. you know, he does take a part on that, and he's the one that leads us into Christ. And as a matter of fact, he is the one that baptizes us into the body mm-hmm. of Christ. And I think it's First uh, Corinthians chapter 12 speaks of that. I forgot what verse. Forgive me, Bible scholars, but it's in there. Go look. <laughs> well, the thing I want to say, like Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. That's good. That's a good and, 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 and that's the only way anybody's get to heaven, doing it the biblical way. And the only way is doing it the Bible way. Simple as that. Born of the Spirit. And born of the Spirit. Amen. <laughs> well, guys, I will see y'all next week on the podcast. We want to, like, again, I just thank y'all for listening tonight and today or whenever you're listening to this podcast. We pray that you be blessed and encouraged. Pray for us, and we pray for y'all. God bless, and y'all have a good evening. <laughs>